It's such an amazing privilege to be, come, to be able to come and share the word this morning. And uh, <coughs> it's so nice to be back in an Anglican church. I'm a vicar's daughter. And uh, so, this, so this morning I, I thought uh, it was terribly unfair that I'm right at the front and, uh, and I can't quite remember when we stand up and sit down. So I do apologize to anyone who thought, oh, the preacher has, doesn't even know a Bible. I mean, she doesn't even know when to stand up, when to sit down. I've been working in Zimbabwe for the last eight years and I was born there. But uh, I was schooled in England and I went to Nottingham Trent University. And it was great fun. I went back to Zim in 2005 and worked all the way through the years where we had no money, no fuel, no food, no plan, and God was incredibly gracious with us. And uh, the two scriptures which I have chosen this morning really are incredibly selfish because they are two scriptures that the Lord has spoken really clearly to me about over the last few years. And um, the first one from Deuteronomy 6 is the is essentially the, the incredible promises of the Lord. And uh, as we've been living in Zimbabwe and working and serving the Lord over the last few years, I have seen that his promises are true. And when he says, I will do it, he does. And yet the first, <clears throat> the first thing really to highlight from that, that Deuteronomy 6 scripture is in verse 2. And um, if you look in your Bibles, it says, If you will obey all my laws and commands, I will. And something that I've seen in my life is when the Lord says, Lynn, if you do things within the boundaries I've given you, I will bless you. And I will open up the most amazing opportunities and blessings for you. But if you do them in the way that I have called you to. And as we've gone through the years, I've started to realize that some things are in God's plan and some things are just not in God's plan, but they're in my plan. So God's plan, my plan. Fairly boring plan, cool plan. But actually, as time has gone on, I've realized that God is saying, you know what, Lynn, if you obey my commands. And and here, he is speaking to the Israelites. He has given them the Ten Commandments, and he is preparing them to go into the Promised Land. And um, one of the things that Family Impact is, as we have tried to say, Lord, how do we work according to your will? We've seen fruit. And one of the things I want to share is that um, in Zimbabwe, we have... Um, a glorious leader called Robert Mugabe and uh, he has led us for 33 years which is longer than many and uh, as our president there are certain things that he allows and doesn't allow and um, working with government is very difficult and I avoided working with government for six years I thought it's no good working with government because uh, you just get into trouble Anyway, a year and a half ago, we invited 60 policemen for lunch. And uh, I remember saying to my team, guys, this is the quickest way to get me arrested you've ever thought of. And part of the problem is because working in our kind of environment, people are very suspicious. They're very suspicious. And the police came because we wanted to talk about working with young people in the city. And it was the first time, and, and the police chief came through, and he said, you know what, no one ever in my entire career has ever invited us for lunch at such an organization as this. And since that time, God has shown such favor. We're working in 20 police stations in the, southern, in, in, in the city where we live, and we're, we're looking after young people who've been arrested. 
and finding ways to work with them. But the real sense is we have to work within the system. We're working within the system that God has given us and working in the ways of the Lord, and he has given favor. The second thing that really stands out from this passage is a scripture we all know very, very well, and it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then, of course, later on, Jesus talks about the fact that, therefore, you should love your neighbor as yourself. But here is the original where it's coming from. And you can almost sense that the Israelites have been given these Ten Commandments, and in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, they're given all these laws. I mean, hundreds of laws. You've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do that. And you can almost imagine them going, okay, look, this is just too much. This is too much. And the Lord is saying, no, no, no. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I will give you these great promises in the land that you are going. And uh, as we've been working, I've, I've felt so clearly the Lord just say, Lynn, just love me. Love me with all your heart. I will do the rest. The rest is my job. Your job is just to love me, to build a relationship with me. And um, I found that in learning to walk with the Lord over the last few years in these difficult times in Zim, in these difficult times in Southern Africa, and I'm sure there have been incredibly difficult times with the recession and stuff like that here in Europe, that I have seen such faithfulness. And the other word he uses there in that scripture is he says the word wholeheartedly. My favorite Bible character is an old man, not a young one. My favorite Bible character is a man called Caleb. And when Caleb was 85 years old, they had already arrived in the promised land and they'd gone into the promised land. And Caleb is like, okay, so I was one of the two that said, we can take this land. And the other 10, they didn't believe. And so I waited for 40 years. Okay, now I'm 85 years old and I'm ready. Let's go. And all of the words associated with Caleb in the New Testament say the word wholehearted. He loved the Lord wholeheartedly. And so I've seen in the work that we've been doing recently the power of just loving people and loving the Lord your God has had. We've got a very interesting, funny story. And uh, we were working on a marriage course, as, uh, as has been said, in the northern part of the country. And in Zimbabwe, a little bit like here, your country is split into counties and then you have smaller regions within counties like villages. Anyway, we were working in a particular group of villages, and it is ruled by a chief. Uh, He doesn't have feathers and stuff, but he is a chief, and he has an entourage, and he's a very powerful man in his area. In fact, the chief is more powerful than some politicians in that area. So we were running this marriage course, and uh, the chief comes, uh, comes along on day one, and then he disappears. And two days later, my team went to see him and said, so um, is there a problem? Have we done something wrong? And the chief was like, no, 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 it's the wife. So we were like, well, what do you mean it's the wife? He said, no, no, it's my wife. This is not going to work. Anyway, so apparently what had happened was after day one, the wife ran away. So the chief is left by himself without a wife who had run away. So another member of the team went to find the wife to bring the wife back so we could discuss with the chief and the wife what the issue is. So you're in this community, you're in one of the most powerful leaders, and his wife has run away. 
So we said to, to the wife, we split them up as you do in good old marriage counseling, and you say to the wife, right, so what's your problem? And say to him, what's, what's his problem? And he said, no, this wife is a problem. And she's saying, no, 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 this chief, he, this one is a problem. And so he said, so what is the problem? He says, no, he drinks too much. Okay, so, you know, drinks a lot. And she, he's like, well, you would drink a lot if you had to be married to her. <laughs> <coughs> so we have this incredible situation. And through just spending time with these two people, we discovered that she was interfering in meetings they were having as a chief and with his other people, and she would interject and talk back and whatever. And so he drank more and more and more and more and more, and coming to a place of real reconciliation. And and what has really struck me is as we love the Lord, we've had such capacity to love people love people. And these guys were sleeping in my team, were sleeping in the bush uh, with all the rats and the mosquitoes and whatever, and, and having a chance to minister to this couple. And so as we love the Lord our God wholeheartedly, it gives us courage. And one of the things that I've really seen is over the years, the Lord has said, Lynn, have courage, take courage. And we can take courage also in the work that we're doing here, <clears throat> even in Stoke Gifford. The second scripture is from 1 Corinthians, and um, the thing that stands out, and it's a very famous piece of scripture, and um, it's the, 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 the fact that we are a body is mentioned in a number of different places in the New Testament, and we can look at it and go, yeah, 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 we're all part of a body, very nice, it's very sweet, nice analogy, good story, and I think it wasn't until the last couple of months that God was like, no, I'm serious, eh, you are in a body, Lynn. So play your part in the body. And so I want to thank you so much for letting me play my part in the body. Because part of your support and your prayers for what we're doing at Family Impact enables me to fly and enables me to play my part in the body. And uh, there's one particular verse here in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18. And it says, But God made our bodies with many different parts, and he has put each part just where he wants it. Sometimes we can feel, you know, God, I don't really like my part of the body. I'm much, you know, the, the, the stuff the guys are doing over the fence, that, you know, Lynn is really, I mean, she must be this crazy lady who lives on the other side of the world and she gets sunshine 20, 250 days of the year and isn't that really romantic and wonderful and exciting and it's really not at all. But we can look over the fence and say, I like that part of the body can I be the foot? And not realize that our part over here is incredible, and I can't be the foot unless someone's the eye. And so my prayer really is, as a community and as a body, that we would all say, you know what, Lord, what have you given me, and let me live life to the full with the part of the body that I am. And so in all the work that we've been doing at Family Impact and uh, everything that God's been saying, he gives us boundaries And as we live in those boundaries, we see real fruit. And as I said in my little interview a moment ago, we have the enormous privilege to work with government ministries, and we're going to be working with nearly 800 out-of-school youths, um, sorry, 80 out-of-school youths who have been arrested for various crimes. We're working with 76,000 young people in our city with after-school clubs over this next year. And we're working with uh, about 
56 different churches and church leaders across the country. And it's all because we all play our part in the body. So my heart really today in sharing this word is to say, may the Lord inspire you to have courage with whatever he has called you to. May you not forget that he has called you to do things and that he has dreams and visions for you. That he has ideas in this year and the next year and the next five years. And that you wouldn't shy away from that and say, oh, well, you know, I can't do that anymore. I can't do this or I don't have the money for this and I'm not as outrageous as Lynn who wants to live somewhere else. You know, I'm just me. But actually just being me and fulfilling all God has for you means that we are all blessed. And it's such an exciting thing. I'd love to pray for us if I can before we go into the next section of the service. Father, I thank you for St. Michael's and this incredible church, Father, based exactly where it should be in the outlying skirts of Bristol. Father, I pray that you would bless your people here in this church this morning. I pray, Father, that we would be a people who would wholeheartedly love you, serve you, that we would have courage when we're exhausted. That, Lord, that we would step out and say, no matter what part of the body I am, I want to play my part to the full. And I thank you, Lord, that because of that, we will receive your blessings. That St. Michael's will receive your blessings. That as we go into this new building project, it will receive great blessings. And because of all of that, you will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.